0: You to stand, and um, we're going to read this together. Our last scripture reading together for the year, and it's a, it's the right one. And our message right now, we're leaving this year off with a message into the new year. And notice the title: How Not to Survive in Twenty Twenty Four. Right now, all around America right now, there's all these messages about uh, how to get rich, how to do this, how to do, how to be that. Now, listen, my goal is this. If you learn how not to survive 2024, that is a very sarcastic way to shock you into, into considering uh, the quick points that we're going to look at today. Uh, because these are the things that you're going to have to ignore for you to fail in 2024. But we start with this, Colossians chapter 1. I'll read verse 9 if you pick it up in verse 10. You guys ready? Here we go. For this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, thank God, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood with forgiveness of Father, we pray, Lord God, that as we say goodbye to this year and as we embrace the new year to come, Father, that you would have your way and may we would learn from these unusual points, yet they should not be. So, Father, I ask you, may we hear what the Spirit of God is saying today. We pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. So, church, as we put an end, a bow, as it were, around this year, and as we set our sights on... The new year to come, Uh, we're looking at this title, How Not to Survive in 2024. Obviously, I'm being somewhat sarcastic uh, with a point uh, to make. And that is the fact that personal issues and the people around us uh, will come and go in life. Uh, But the number one thing is this. I'm speaking to the house of God. I'm speaking to believers that I believe that the Lord would have us uh, properly put away 2023 and properly receive 2024. We've got to be able to do this and it's always the same answer and that is through the word of God. I'm going to give you what I hope will be 10 things very quickly so write fast with what we're looking at how not to survive 2024. Number 1 is this. Give up on your Bible reading. You want to fail in 2024? Stop reading your Bible. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, and do not neglect the gift that is in you. Everything about that verse announces that the answer is found in the Bible. But if you don't read the Bible, you will not survive 2024, and I'm not being cute. I mean this, and I'm deadly serious. Someone came up to me a couple of weeks ago to tell me, What God had told them, and they wanted... They they said, God told me to tell you something. I have a message for you. And they gave me this message, and it was literally, absolutely ludicrous. It made no sense. It was incoherent. And I said, where did you get this from? From God. And I said, who is God? And they could not define who God was. They started to talk about the trees and the water, the mountains the air. And I said, where's your Bible? And they didn't have a Bible. And I said, have you ever read a Bible? And they said, I don't own a Bible. I don't have a Bible. said, Jack, that's insane. Yes, it is. You want to wind up like that in 2024? Stay away from your Bible. How not to survive 2024 is to ignore your Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. 2 Timothy 3, or excuse me, 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come, which is now, when they will not endure sound doctrine. Don't preach a message, don't teach the Bible. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside... Two fables. You want to fail in 2024, give up on reading your Bible. Number two, how not to survive 2024 is to slow your growth down spiritually. Just slow your growth down. So, why would I do that? Exactly. Why would you do that? Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. Jesus said unto the angel of the church at Laodicea, I'm not going to get into the mechanics of the book of Revelation, but we are living in what is defined as the Laodicean period, right? These things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Verse 15, I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's Jesus speaking. What he's saying, what he's warning them about is that you have, you've got the trappings of a church, but you're lukewarm. And when he says, I wish you were hot or cold, there's healing factors to both. You would have to get into the study of where Laodicea was at to determine that cold, cold water from that mountain nearby was very refreshing. And the hot, hot springs of Hierapolis was very, very therapeutic. But when the waters that overflowed those two locations met, they came together at a place called Laodicea. And the water met at this location into one tributary, and that water became very lukewarm and very poisonous and toxic to your stomach. And Jesus said, by the way, this is awesome. Uh, when he says, I will vomit you, some of the king, isn't the old King James says, and I will spew you. I will spew you out of my mouth. That's, that's old King James because they were so proper. They didn't want to offend anybody. Women, when they, when they throw up, women spew. Excuse me. I'm not feeling well. I'm going to go spew. I'll be right back. And they spew. You know what guys do? Guys barf. Guys, hurl. I'll be right there. Wait for me, you guys. I make that graphic point to tell you. That's the word vomit in Greek. To heave. Jesus said, I'm going to heave you out of my mouth if you're lukewarm. So listen. If you're not going to survive 2024, it's going to be it's going to be because you're going to slow your growth down. You're going to you're going to get lukewarm. Not good. Number 3. How not to survive 2024 is to allow your eyes and your ears to take a break. I know how I hear and see this point in my mind. I wonder how you hear and see it in your mind. But I don't know about you, but as a As a man who came out of the world, God rescued me early in life because I would have been dead by now. And so he knew in his wisdom when to save me. I know this though. If I relax my mind, my ears and my eyes, if I just relax and I cannot afford to relax my mind, my ears, my eyes, I put those three together, it's really two eye gates or one gate of the eye and the other gate of the ear that makes up the mind. And if I relax that discipline of letting my mind drift onto things that are in my mind, I or here, it will be destructive. Are you hearing me? Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Listen, know it and learn it this year. Gird up the loins of your mind, the Bible tells you. Get a rope, as it were, around your mind and cinch it up tight And make sure none of the stuff of the world gets in. Because listen, if you allow your eyes and your ears to take a break from being focused on Jesus and listening for Jesus, you're not going to survive 2024. 2024 is going to be the most challenging and exhilarating, the most dangerous and the most wonderful year of your Christian faith to date. I'm not a prophet, but I can almost guarantee it. It is not going to be a year of kicking back. You feel it, Christian. You know it. You can discern it. There's big stuff coming. Hey, that big stuff is for us to give them Jesus. That big stuff is for you and I, as we'll learn in a moment, to love on each other. Remarkable. Powerful. And so the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 10, verse 10, you must distinguish between holy and unholy. How's that for this year to come? Between unclean and clean. So you're going to want to be very discerning. Don't let your eyes take a break. Don't let your ears take a break. Be disciplined this year, church. Hey, listen, I know there's a lot of you here in this one service, but you guys, you're gonna, I am going to harp on you all year about you getting to know each other. You've got to get to know each other. You've got to find out, by the way, where, where you live. Where's your zip code? Do you know other people in your zip code area? Get to know them. Because the Bible says a neighbor. You are to know your neighbor for the day of adversity. You're going to need to know that just down the street or over there is another believer. You're going to need to know that. You're going to want that in your life. And so, church, it's very important that we discipline ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, begins by saying, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. There's a lot of that going on out there, is there not? Bringing, here it is. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience, When your obedience is fulfilled. Wow. Number four, stop trusting God. If you want to not survive 2024, just stop trusting God. So how am I going to know if I stop trusting God? Oh, it's very easy. You're going to worry. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be a ball of nerves. And when we stop trusting God, by the way, the year that we're saying goodbye to will haunt you. But when you trust God, you leave it with him. Think about the things that you and I did that were awesome and the things that we didn't do that he wanted us to do. We didn't do them. He wanted it to be in the awesome category, but we didn't do them. And then there were things that we did do that we'd rather not talk about. Pastor, don't even bring it up. So then leave it alone. Let it go. But do this. Trust in him. He's trustworthy. But if you're not going to survive, then it's going to mean that you're not trusting God and you're going to do what you think is right. This is always, always the way it happens. When we stop trusting God, we start trusting ourselves and we make our own decisions, everybody. Well, I feel this is the right thing to do. Listen, if your husband tells you, I just feel right about it, Don't do it. If she says, honey, we need to do this, I just have a good feeling about it. Don't do it. I'm not saying she's right. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he or she's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, hey, you know what? That's great. I'm happy that you have that feeling. But what's the chapter verse? What scripture has God given us? Because he'll do it. And listen, if that's foreign to you, then your goal this year should be that it's not foreign to you. That you can say, wow, really? I can know? Yes, be still and know that he's God. And part of that is getting the answers from the word of God and stop thinking that what your thoughts are on the issue is the right thing to do. Get God's mind on the issue. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Are you guys okay? Am I beating you up after such a sweet start? No, I'm preparing you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How much of your heart? All of it. And lean not on your own understanding. Don't even drift in that direction. (laughs) In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Church, that's a promise that God gave you that you can pray and stand on it. Lord, you promised to direct my path if I leaned upon you and consulted you and Looked to your word. Verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Wow. That's what he wants for us. Number five. How not to survive 2024 is to keep thinking about you. You want to fail in 2024? Just keep thinking about yourself all the time. So many people today have been conditioned to think about themselves. I'm going to be on a campaign this year to wean you from social media. And listen, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you have to get off of it. I'm saying you can learn how to use it to where instead of it terrorizing you, you can terrorize it for Jesus' sake. But it's my desire that for your life, you become galvanized this year, that you're able to stand up against all the weather, That is going to come into our world. And you'll flourish. But listen. You're not going to flourish if you think about you. You get up in the morning. The first thing that we need to do is to not think about us. When we think about us. Listen. Jesus put it this way. If you forget about yourself. If you die to yourself. You're going to live. But if you think about yourself. If you live for yourself. You're going to wind up dying. And that is so true. We don't do well when we think about ourselves. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life, your life. So you want to garrison, keep, guard your heart. And this is one point building upon another that we want to implement in this year ahead. Psalms 1. This is so important. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Blessed is the man. Insert there who you might be. Blessed is the woman, the teenager, the boy, the girl. Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You guys, everybody's trying to tell us how to live. Nor stand in the path of sinners. The word implies that you're hanging out with them and you're hearing them talk. So, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just going to hang out with them. You know what happens? You see with your eyes and you hear with your ears and it gets into your head. I'm I'm dead serious about this. Have you noticed? And I got my finger on this because I'm going to keep reading. So leave it on the screen. You guys... um, A few weeks ago, right or whenever that was, the church went one night. There's 400 of us. We went to the theater to see that journey, the journey to Bethlehem, and they have a soundtrack. And so my granddaughter got the soundtrack, and it's really great music, by the way. Except you know, listen, I wake up, I hear it in my head. It's all day long in my head. It's not even being played. It's in my head. Thank God it's cute songs and it's beautiful and all that stuff. But the point is this. Have you noticed that the last song you heard is in your head? And why do I bring that up? Because the same is true about the things we hear at the water cooler at work. Do people still use that term? The conversation. Listen. Oh, oh, oh but listen. Or what about the stuff that we are just entertaining ourselves with? Oh, it's, it's, this, it's, it's just entertainment. What are they saying? Are they talking about how to cheat on your husband or your wife? Are they talking about how to, you know, rip somebody off and move the decimal point over? What is it approving? You say, oh, I'm mature enough. That doesn't bother me. It could get in you. And you want to be very careful about that. Psalm 1, 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. That is key. Ladies and gentlemen, church family, we need to really double down on our personal spiritual disciplines this year. We got, we're not, I don't, I personally believe we're not gonna have an option We're either going to or we're not. But I'm encouraging you to double down. Number six, how not to survive 2024? Start focusing on being bored with what you have. You know, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, godliness with contentment is great wealth. Are you content with what you have? Say, pastor... I mean, that's kind of cruel. Christmas didn't turn out the way that I had hoped. You'll make it. But I got news for you, everybody. If you and I start focusing on being bored with what we have, that means we are growing unthankful. And we don't appreciate. And and listen, it's going to be manifested by how little you say thank you to people. It's also going to be noticeable by... How grumpy you are about things. Well, they got one. The guy, we should have that. He's That guy across the street, two houses down, he's got one. Or she's got the latest. Watch out. Watch out, everybody. We want to be very careful. Because if the world can get within us a little seed of discontent, It's not good. I wrote this to myself. Look around us. What are who is the closest things near you? So, why did I write that? Because the closest things near us are the things that are most often a temptation to become bored with. Think about that. What's within your reach right now? Even in this room right now? Your Bible? Your wife? Your husband? Your kid? Your parents? What's within reach right now? Think about it. Those are the things closest to you and I in life that we could become bored with the easiest. So that means, listen, you want to keep your Bible alive? Read it. It comes alive. Listen, start dating your husband, start dating your wife. Right? Think about it. Start being grateful to your parents. And listen, how do you love your kids? Instruct them. Did you know that? Instruct your children. That's how the Bible defines how we love our children. We instruct them. We, we pour wisdom into them. So I thought it was we buy them stuff. No, that's how you destroy kids. <laughs> Buying kids stuff does not, does not build their character or communicate love. So be very careful. The book of Hebrews tells us, chapter 5, verse 11, the danger of having become dull of hearing. The word dull of hearing means to become sluggish, slothful, lazy, or bored. Let's not become bored. I really believe that you put, if you put yourself out there for Jesus, you'll never have this number six problem. Number seven, how not to survive 2024 is let unproductive things steal your time. Our time is going to become very precious this year. All of us. Time. Don't let things that do not have eternal value steal your time. And I know I'm stepping on a bunch of toes and probably my own. And that needs to happen. Take inventory regarding what you spend your time doing. And if, it, if it's not spiritually edifying... Then get away from it. Now, hear me out on that. I'm not a legalist here. If you happen to be in a men's golf group and you talk about God and pray for one another as you're golfing, and this is what you do once a month with your guy buddies, that's awesome. But if you're giving up on church or Bible reading or family time, daughter time, son time, wife time, husband time, because you gotta keep your commitment to the boys or to the girls, then don't expect to survive 2024. That sounds harsh, but have you noticed everybody, it's getting harder to be a believer in these last days? It's getting harder. Listen, there's a reason why all around the world there is a honing, there is a um, quickening, as it were. Stay away, watch out for unproductive things that will rob us. The Bible says in Ephesians five, verse fourteen. Therefore, He says, "Awake, you who sleep; arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light." See that you do not, or see that you walk circumspectly—that is, uh, straight up, without compromise, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time. That's an awesome word. Verse 16, gaining time back because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then here's a powerful one, Proverbs 24, verse 33. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. is that powerful? Laziness will rob you and make things unproductive. Slothfulness. Wow. Number eight, how not to survive 2024 is, listen, believe in yourself and in others that we can do this. We can handle it. We can do it. Think about this. What's wrong with believing in yourself? Um, A lot. Number one, listen, when you just need to, you need to be true to yourself. What does that mean? Wait, what does that mean? You just need to love yourself. No, 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 no. I already love myself too much. That's how I got in trouble. I couldn't say no to me. Are you with me? The danger is this, that others tell you how to live and you tell you how to live. That's what God's call is upon your life, is that he wants to lead you and I. And the truth of the matter is, when you and I believe that we can roll our sleeves up and get her done, you guys, that's not, a, that's not always a good thing. Should we work hard? We should work the hardest. The Christian should be the most effective at what he he or she does we should be the best employee we should be the best employer but we know that god's the one doing it in our lives but be careful about getting it done we we can do that because you know when we have that happening we have a tendency to not lean upon god Proverbs 4.25, we're almost done. Proverbs 4.25 says, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Man, that's great. That's great to tattoo on your son. You got a 13-year-old son? Yeah, to just hold him down, tattoo him. I had, I just had that thought in my mind because last Sunday, and I'm so blessed by this, uh, you know who Kat Von D is? So she's been coming to church and she's a world renowned uh, tattoo artist who's now has accepted Christ and she's loving on Jesus and she's, I mean, she's a hundred hundred miles an hour full bore. And um, it's funny because I was talking to her and she's having tattoos removed and um, I'm not endorsing tattoos. What I'm saying is this. We can have the word of God tattooed tattooed on our bodies, so to speak, without ever getting a needle poke. The Bible says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, O God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, listen to this, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you. Listen, Calvary, you, all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your Here's the reason why. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Number 9. How not to survive 2024? Be dumbed down to the coming signs and indicators. Just don't pay attention. The symptoms are these right now in our world. This is, this is the symptoms of being dumbed down. You'll be prone to deception, seduction, being led astray, taken away by silly teachings, silly philosophies, dangerous things. Everybody's doing it. This person's got a million followers. Oh, everyone's buying it. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Don't let the world dumb you down so that you do not recognize the world that's going on around you. And I'm going to apply this verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, watch this, as is the manner of some. In other words, some are giving up on going to church and being Christians with Christians. He says, but exhort one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Do you know what this means? It means when things get bad historically in the church for 2,000 years, when the world around the church gets really bad, guess what happens? The church winds up meeting more often. Did you know that? We're probably going to start meeting more often in 24 just because of the way things are going in this world. And that's a great thing. Number 10 and we're done. How not to survive 2024 is to stop refilling your spiritual tank. Just don't refill your spiritual tank. Run on empty. Run on the fumes. Of course, please don't do that. Matthew 25, verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, Five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with uh, with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. I feel like the bridegroom is being delayed even today, right? I wish he would come back now. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps have gone out or are going out. But the wise answered and said, nope, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell, buy for yourselves. You know what's great about that? Jesus commends them for that. Somebody might say, that's not very loving. (laughs) No, it's absolutely perfect. They were told to have oil. Some did and some didn't. (laughs) verse 11 afterward the other virgins came also saying Lord Lord open to us and he answered and said to them assuredly I say to you do you not uh, I do not know you watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming church family make sure the Holy Spirit is more relational to your life now than ever before and with that let's stand together And I'm going to pray this over you guys. Let's stand and we'll lift lift our hands together. We're going to end this year right here, right now. And um, I'm going to pray a montage of verses. And uh, you can just let them be yours. So, Father, as I come and I lift up these words over your people, I ask you, Father, that you'd perform them. I know it's your will because it is your word. The only way that this will not happen is if we're not willing. And so, Lord, I pray that we would see to it individually and corporately as a church that the Holy Spirit is preeminent in our lives. And so, Lord, we pray that you would crown this year with your goodness and cause your paths to drip with abundance. May you, Lord, bless us and keep us. And, Lord, please make your face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Lord, we ask that you would lift up your countenance upon us and give us peace. And, Father, may we walk worthy of the calling of being your own dear children. May we work at it to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. All year long. And please, Lord, cause us to keep your commandment that we would love you and one another. And Lord, that we would be 100% committed to exalting the name of Jesus this year like never before. That we would speak of his name, which is above every name, and of your cross, of your death, and of your resurrection. And that at the name of Jesus, we bow our knee. And that with our tongues, Lord, we will worship. We will pray. And we will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. God bless you. In Jesus' name.